0: everybody this is Pam at the paper outpost and this is the paper outpost podcast we are coming to you today from the craft room and sunny bunny is snuggled up in his little bed it's a glorious day outside and uh, I thought we would approach the topic because I get a lot of questions about this one where to sell your journals and um, a lot of people who make journals suddenly find themselves um, up to their elbows in journals. And the logical thing that happens is, hmm, I've made so many, I've given away so many, I've gifted everyone to, in my family, my friends, maybe it's time to consider selling them. And uh, this, that was my journey. And it was also, they're space occupying. So, um, yes, it's good to release them to the universe. It also exposes other people to the art, the craft, the concept, the idea of reusing many different things to create their own book. It can get people excited from all walks of life, all across the universe. Um, My favorite story is... I gave one to a friend. I have there there's a couple that we know and I gave one to the husband and the wife. And of course the you know the husband looks at me at, you know as if what on earth did you just give me this weird object thing of squareness I know not of this. But it was at a barbecue at his house and from the other side of the room this woman came galloping across. I kid you not. Galloping across. Ba-doo ba ba <gasps> is that a junk journal oh can I look at that oh my gosh do you make these do you sell these and and her vigor and vim was so um you know my friend was looking at her the fellow and he's like what how come you know about this why is it that you know of this thing I know not of and uh, she was so excited and um at the time I was not selling them. <laughs> so uh, so I lost her to the universe. I don't know where she went. But um, it showed me that one little circumstance that there is an interest out there. And if you get it in front of the right eyes, you will find people who will buy your journals. And uh, so we're going to talk uh, today about tiptoeing, slowly waddling in, considering maybe it would be nice if you sold a journal. First uh, comes the confidence. And I would say, is there ever 100% confidence? I've never actually achieved 100% confidence. There's always, for me, um, a little like, oh gosh, I hope they like it, number one. Oh gosh, I hope it holds together, number two. Uh, But those fears Start to shrink as you start to sell more journals, and you get more confidence in your skills, and you hear that the people like them, and the journals are holding up, and you're uh, you're growing as a crafter. Um, So I think that that's a natural part of the journey. I think those feelings are natural. I would not push them away into the universe. I would just let let them simmer upon yourself and just say, this is normal, everybody feels this way, especially when you're making personal art. And if you ever have somebody who basically says, I don't like your stuff, I don't like that, I don't like that, your style, um, that's okay because people have different opinions. Um, If the whole thing completely falls apart, Hopefully they'll contact you and either you can repair it or replace it, something like that. But most of all, you can learn from it. Where was the weak spot in the journal? Maybe I could try a different technique. Maybe I could put that in my noodle and think about it um, to see what would... Uh, improve that situation. Um, The only place I've had a a breakdown was when I used uh, vintage embroidery floss to sew my journal together and the embroidery floss had degraded over time so it broke, so a signature came loose. And the very nice lady just contacted me, and I offered for her to send it back, and, and she said, no, no, just tell me what to do, and I'll fix it. And she, I walked her through exactly what I would do, which is just sew so the signature back in, and she did, and she was happy, and everything was fine. So those things happen; they're real. Um, they're uh, all is not lost if that happens. That's what I'm trying to uh, convey. Don't let that stop you. That is going to happen. Uh, we tr- do try everything to prevent that from happening, but if you're if you haven't learned about that yet. You're unaware that that could happen i didn't know that embroidery floss could decay and uh, become brittle over time i I understand that paper can uh, get brittle over time but embroidery floss i mean what's happening? it's just threads but you know what it's all paper and it's all fiber and this can happen now with little lightweight projects if you're making small notebooks or smaller journals the stress and strain on the strings is much less If you're doing heavy, bulky, um, heavily decorated journals, you're going to want to use some strong strength. There you go. That's my my tip to the masses. Um, There's Holly right on cue. That's right, Holly Bear. Mama is uh, doing a podcast, and uh, he's all excited. I think we're getting a little lovebird back up in the background, little chorus singers. Okay, yep. Um, Okay, so let's talk about... um, I mean, the obvious is Etsy, right? Everybody knows Etsy is a place for handmade things that are sold. It's also now a place for supplies for handmade things that are sold. So um, you when you put something on Etsy, this is not an ad for Etsy. This is just why I went the Etsy direction. Um, maybe let me back up a little bit. I come from... A history of a soap making business. I used to have a handmade soap company uh, that I ran for ten years, and I would do the craft show circuit uh, here in Florida. And I would go anywhere there was a craft show um, within a day's drive of where I live, and uh, so I would plan, you know, different craft shows. So I know what that life is like. Um, I know what it's like to build a booth, I know what it's like to set up everything, pray the weather is good, the humidity, all of that type of thing. Um, It's a completely viable way to sell your journals. Uh, i did it for 10 years with the soaping and uh, things went well so it is possible uh to be successful doing that and um it's outside which works well with the covid thing these days because you're outside in the fresh air which is very nice um you make a lot of friends at a craft show you make a lot of lifetime connections number one with other crafters as well as with customers and sometimes um you know depending on the craft show there are i I would say like um, inexpensive craft shows bazaars things like that where items are expected to be very low in cost then there are fancier craft shows where the quality is generally better with the items and the perceived value is higher and the um, amount a person will pay per item is understood to be higher in general those are loosey-goosey rules but um, and also, you know, sometimes it depends which area you're in if you're, uh, or how long the craft show has been running in that area, that type of thing, if it has a lot of history. Um, also relative how, much, how many other people are there selling similar products. Uh, more and more and more people are, are being exposed to junk journal making and the excitement and the vigor that I f- hear from people when they discover this. Is amazing they uh, email and text me not text me they email me all the time and let me know or like in the comments I'm new to this I just discovered it I'm so excited I can use all my other uh, crafty skills and all my supplies and create something new that I didn't think about and I can create heirlooms I mean really I think that's the word that's missing um, maybe that's a better name than um, junk journal maybe maybe the word should be heirloom book oh yes let's try that for a while heirloom book and that sounds like it's something that's going to be saved for a long time passed down from generation to generation for many who came before them and who come after them no imagine only the ones that come after them I guess but anyway anybody can pick it up in the family and go through it and then that might be willed down to the next family Uh, maybe it's a collection of that family's personal things maybe it's a collection of eclectic things that somebody could just enjoy and look at um, interesting things and old letters and old maps and old you know um, just fun stuff and uh, so yeah heirloom book I like that somebody write that down I'm gonna write that down I like it heirloom book. Okay. The word journal, uh, heirloom book. Oh boy. There's a whole topic right in and of itself. Um, let me write that down for another podcast. (laughs) Okay. I got to capture my ideas. It's so important. Heirloom book. Um, and, and sometimes just with the rambling of the brain and the mouth and focusing on one thing, that's where ideas pop up. Um, so it's really important when you're crafting, Capture, capture, capture your ideas. Don't let them poof off into the mist. Grab a little piece of paper. Grab a journal that you made. Grab a notebook. Um, write it down in your like fancy to-do list thing in your phone. I mean, whatever it is, capture it because you're going to look back one day when you're sitting there with absolutely no ideas, wondering what to do. And you're going to look back and go, oh gosh, I I didn't even think about that. Or or, that's an amazing, why don't I do that today? That's awesome. I do that all the time. I love all your ideas. I capture all your ideas. Um, The last time we had a giveaway, the hundred thousand, a subscriber giveaway, I cherish those ideas that you put down there because to me that means that's what the universe is thirsty for is looking for that's where people's interest is and mine too honestly but sometimes I forget and I go back there on many times and reread those comments and reread them to find out what would be interesting to go forward and um, so capture 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 the craft shows There are a lot of physical work. They're demanding. So I did this in my younger days. (laughs) And uh, uh, soap was heavy. And it it, uh, took a lot of energy to set like carry those crates of soap around uh, to where my booth was. And then set everything up. And then, gosh forbid, if it rained. You know, soap and rain. That was always an interesting moment. And you never knew with the weather. So um, that's one thing that you can do. Um, The other thing is take the craft show concept and put it inside. And I would call this maybe a church bazaar or um, an indoor craft show. We have those down here in Florida where they're inside an auditorium or a stadium because it's nice and cool. We like to get some uh, heat relief every once in a while down here. Uh, so we creep inside and those are uh, nice places to display your goods and your wares. Um, you're free from humidity from rain, um, it's, you're still going to be dollying things in uh, inside and out. There is some physical labor involved, but it's a great way to get exposed to the community. Um, you do usually have to pay a fee to set up in there. It can be anywhere from zero to four hundred dollars, it's probably higher now, zero to five hundred dollars depending on the show. And uh, but you have to look at is it worth it? You know, if I sell one, two or three, is it worth it? And then the subsequent sales that will come from that because these journals will get into somebody's hands, Sally, let's say. And then Sally shows her sister. And then all of a sudden her sister wants one and she's contacting you. Um, If you have put your contact information in the journal somewhere, it can be a loose leaf. It can be a stamp. It can be uh, some way for them to remember who the journal is made by and how they can contact you. That's always a good thing to do. Um, I'm probably not so good about that. I need to do that more because I I just get so excited about the journal. I want (laughs) to let it go in the universe. Okay, so those are nice options if you want to do something like that. Now, let's say that, um, let's look at some oddball ways to sell your journals. Um, um, okay. So we talked about craft shows and we talked about churches and bazaars. Now there's flea markets. Yes, believe it or not, you can sell craft, um, journals at flea markets. Some flea markets today are truly almost all newer things. Have you noticed that? But the perception at the flea market is that things are going to be low priced. You go there to get a good deal. So you're going to be battling that. Now if you can make a journal at a price point or at an heirloom book at a price point that is attractive to somebody who goes to a flea market. Let's say you got some supplies for next to nothing and you've been just enjoying your time creating journals so you're Um, bottom line cost is not that great you had a grand experience you're not trying to make a million bucks but you would just like to maybe get some return on your investment and so that you can buy some more supplies and things like that so I would say that the flea market gives you the eyeballs on your product at a um, reliable constant pace so if you go every Sunday morning you know there's going to be people there um And then you have to have a product at a price point where they would be interested. Um, I always recommend if you're going to be doing things in front of people, in front of a group, make sure you have a bundle of things. Bundles of things, um, I think, sell better than individual items. Um, and especially if it's are in front of a group, so you can buy the one. Or if you buy three, or you've, if you buy this bundle of A, B, and C, you get it for this price. That seems to help with sales. Okay, so let's say... Um, some other interesting ways that you can market your journal. Oh yeah, this heirloom book. I can't get my mind off of that. I just love that name. Okay, let me just intervene here with, um, the concept that a lot of people don't like the words junk journal because it feel they feel like it degrades what they're making because it's beautiful. Maybe it's not made from junk and it just feels rude, just plain rude to call their beautiful artwork. A, a junk journal. Okay, I don't have any energy on the term. I'm fine with it because it's from whence it came. I think it's almost a, a cute, catchy, easy phrase to say to people as it kind of gets their wheels turning because it seems less intimidating if it's made from junk because that puts it in the realm of possibility for them to actually consider making. They can gather things. Uh, it doesn't have to be, um, you know, expensive you know, quality resume paper that's, you know, $5 a sheet for every single signature page. It can be. Don't get me wrong. And sometimes you can find that beautiful paper in the thrift shops, but um, it you don't have to. And also the word journal itself um, embeds the idea that <clears throat> this thing is something to be written in and that's not necessarily always the case sometimes they're just explore books or look books or kind of um you know see what's hiding in this pocket and this tuck and that type of thing Or they could be books where there's lots of things going on in there, things tucked in. But if you remove all of that stuff, there's lots of writing space and you can, you can uh, journal, put your little ideas from your life in there, tuck your quotes and recipes and tickets and things like that yourself. So, um, with that being said, let's move along. Okay. So the, um... Another concept that's out there, and um, I only know of two of these, and there are probably more, and I don't even know for sure if these two ladies still do this. I think they do. I'm pretty sure Lindsay Zenora still does. Shawcraft One Divine Design, I think she used to do it. I'm, I'm assuming she still does it. These people are on YouTube. They have channels, and what they've kindly done is they've decided to sell other people's journals for them. So it works on a consignment basis and I'm not quite sure what their their cut or their take is, but um, you, sh- I don't know if you ship the, I'm not even gonna say how they do it, but they, they sell your journals for you. And um, so that is an option. And that's another place, a good place to look too, if you're wondering how much should you sell your journal for? I don't even know how much to ask for this. I'm com- I have no clue. Is this too much, too little? We'll talk about that another day. And, um, but it's a great way to get a baseline idea of what journals actually sell for. Now, you're going to notice on Etsy, when uh, if a journal uh, maker sells journals quickly, it's very hard to see what the journal sold for because <laughs> it's gone. It's just like... <laughs> on and the price disappears with it even if you look back into what sold on their channel it doesn't reveal the price as if it's some secret magical mystical thing um but uh, remember when you only have one journal to sell or you have one journal on etsy to sell you only need one person to buy it so you don't need to convince the world you just need to convince one person so the greater the number of eyes on your your journal better for you because then you might meet that person who sees the value who understands the workmanship who understands um, your price there you go Uh, okay so uh, I would say that those I call consignment shops where somebody else is selling your journal now another thing I've seen around town here in Florida is um, little art slash craft shops they're actual retail stores that promote local artists work and a junk journal would be a beautiful thing to have in here it's a unique item you could actually stylize it to the town that you're in maybe you're in massachusetts and cape cod and have some like cape cod journals things like that that would be a lot of fun and probably an easy way to sell your journals Um, the store would likely take a cut but you would price your work accordingly and um, it might be a steady flow for you. So watch out for those. Those are great options to sell your journals. Um, Also, people sell their journals on eBay. If you look up junk journal or um, handmade book, things like that, you're going to find a lot of journals there. If you click on completed item, then you can see how much they actually sold for, which is really what you want to know. Now know this as well don't get all bound up in a little ball about is you know about the price because you're going to see some journals sell for 25 bucks to a thousand bucks there's a great range out there what is the determinant factor is who is looking okay that makes the difference so if you can get your eyes Um, On your journal that understand what it is. This is why Etsy makes a lot of sense to journal makers Um, They understand the handmade process. They understand the time it takes they understand the workmanship that goes involved They understand that you're one person sitting there in your little craft area uh, Creating these things and enjoying the process and wanting to share that with others There's a level of appreciation that exists on Etsy, which is unique to it Um, You can uh, also experienced this at craft shows and craft fairs and things like that as well um so also i would say uh there are some unique places let's say you don't want to uh, go anywhere you don't want to go to a craft show maybe it's not your thing um Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist are ways that you can actually sell your journals without actually going anywhere. Now you can set it up so that you ship the product to somebody else, the purchaser. You maybe you never even meet them. Maybe you don't want to go outside. Um maybe you would just like to be hands off. This is my journal. You're going to show a lot of pictures of it so they have a good idea of what it is and um, Uh, you can actually ship it to them you can also meet people at the coffee shop for the exchange I don't really recommend that but um, um, I think it, it is an option for you out there so also yeah eBay is a good place to check for what journals sell for and Facebook Marketplace can give you some pricing as well oh there are also a lot of junk journal Facebook group pages Uh, and some of them are designed to sell journals and a lot of journal makers like to buy journals from other journal makers so they can just kind of feel like they're with that person, experience what that person might have gone through as they made their journal and also learn from the techniques in that journal to see how they can add those techniques to their repertoire, maybe some new ideas for pockets or tucks or folds or you know um, just fun things or just maybe they uh, want to say hi and uh, you know I really love what you're doing and thanks for being in the community and I want to support your channel or support your crafting. Um so a lot of times some of your best uh journal purchasers will actually be from other journal makers. So um in my uh, Facebook group we don't do um selling like that. So it's primarily for inspiration. Um but there are a lot of junk journal groups and Facebook groups that do um allow selling, active selling on the <clears throat> um, Uh, in the facebook group so check those out that's that's a very big vast um uh, pool of eyes on your stuff that might be of value okay and don't forget to knock on the door of friends and family you'll be surprised how many um uh, uh journals that you can sell just through friends and family um in the beginning, I gave away so many journals, uh, to friends and family. I was using them as gifts. These were my gifts too. And I could tell some people loved them and some people were like, they didn't get it at all. And that was okay because I knew it was from the heart and you know, they can get the gift card from aunt Sally. And, uh, um, but those little connections. Oh, here's my last little point I wanted to add uh, to you. If you're attempting to sell your journals, start gathering an email list and, um, this e- you don't have to get a fancy plan or anything like that just start gathering together a list of email addresses so if you do have a journal you can ask people would you like to be notified if I have a journal that's ready and then you just create a mass email list and then you can send it out okay I have a journal ready here's the pictures anybody interested and then you know if somebody is interested they will connect with you and maybe you can sell your journals so there you go folks I hope that gives you a few ideas and how you can get your journals out there it's not hard once you get things rolling and going it's all about eyes on deck how many eyes can you get on deck because when you have one journal you only need one sale so there you go folks Um, i hope you had some fun today down this little walk down the crafty business lane as we create our heirloom books and uh, sunny do you have anything to say Um, yeah, are we going out for a walk today? I would really like to go for a walk, like, right about now. Okay, well, you know, the bell has called, uh, has told, so uh, we gotta go. All right, thanks so much, everybody. Take care. Happy crafting and create with reckless abandon. See you next time. Bye-bye.